Welcome to Bucks County Conversations. I'm Charlotte Reese. This is a production of the Bucks County Commissioner's Department of Communications and your source for real conversations happening within the Bucks County government. Today, we go to West Rock Hill Township where solar panels are fueling township buildings. Former supervisor and involved community member Jim Miller helped lead the charge on solar. My goal really was to offset cost to the township, try and offset some of our carbon footprint, and also to educate the public. But first... Data is our life, and so generally we're just a great resource. We are talking to the director of Bucks County's Planning Commission, Evan Stone. We get questions all the time, whether it's about recycling or household hazardous waste, or I drove down the road and I saw a chain fence around this site. What's getting built there? The Planning Commission deals with everything from land development, trail connections, and interactive maps. Probably 90% of the phone calls that we get at the Planning Commission are all about household hazardous waste. Oh, wow. And recycling, yeah. And that's why we produce the A to Z recycling guide. They also enact comprehensive plans for Bucks County and have been since about 1961. To make sure that you're accomplishing the goals and objectives that you've set forth, in this case for our county. Their latest is looking ahead to 2040. This is Bucks County Conversations. Evan, welcome and thank you for coming on Bucks County Conversations. Thank you. My pleasure to be here. The way it started for me is my background, my training, my education was in landscape architecture. I was in the private sector for 30 plus years. And during that time when I was a resident, where I first was living in Bucks County in Northampton Township, I became active on the township's planning commission. And I served on that planning commission for, I think it was about 16 years. And during that time, I guess it was in 2013, I was appointed by the then county commissioners to be a volunteer member of the planning commission board. And then when my predecessor, Lynn Bush, decided to retire, I thought it might be a great opportunity. And someone reached out to me and suggested that I might be a good fit for the position. So I put in my resume and here we are. And I'm blessed with a terrific staff. It's a great group of people. We do amazing work. Every day is something different. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys do so many things aside from just planning. I mean, I think one of the coolest parts of the planning commission are all of those different interactive and informational maps on our website. I think most notably the rail trail that we have in Bucks County. Can you tell me a little bit about that project? Yeah, sure. You know, the rail trails and trail development for the counties really was a watershed shift. For many years, the county really relied on private developers to build trails in the county. And then over time, that started to evolve. And the first rail trail project predated me was our Upper Bucks Rail Trail. But it was the first commitment by the commissioners to build a trail that was outside of a county park and to use the abandoned SEPTA line to build a rail trail from Veterans Park in Richland Township up through Springfield and essentially join with the Upper Salkin Rail Trail in Coopersburg. 
And then after that, we began planning for the Newtown Rail Trail, which will occupy the former R8 SEPTA line that runs from County Line Road with our neighbor, Montgomery County. It's envisioned to run all the way through Upper Southampton, Northampton, Middletown, Newtown, and Newtown Borough, and ultimately make its way, hopefully someday, over to the Delaware Canal. And so we are excited that we are going to be cutting the ribbon on the first phase of the Newtown Rail Trail, and that'll, I think that April 27th is the date that we have selected for that ribbon cutting. And that particular rail trail is, in my opinion, monumental. I'm a railroad guy. I've always been into trains. And since we're using former railroad, I've called it the golden spike ceremony because we will be joining Bucks County with Montgomery County via our trail systems collectively. They'll meet at County Line Road. We have a pedestrian crossing there that we built and developed in cooperation with Montgomery County. We're also very pleased to announce that we just got grant funding not only for design, but for construction to do the next phase of the Newtown Rail Trail that will go from Bristol Road and connect to our county Churchill Nature Center. And we're truly excited about that because it'll really give us a nice trailhead at the Nature Center. And it just ties two great recreational resources together. So we're happy about that. Mm -hmm. The trails, the, the maps, the things that people see are just a representation of what you guys do every day and how you guys are constantly planning for things that we can't see too. And a big part of what you guys are gearing up for is that Bucks 2040, a very unique plan. Can you talk about that and how you plan for 2040 for an entire county? <laughs> yeah. You know, under the MPC, as we talked about earlier, you know, they have a recommendation that, you know, municipalities or counties in this case, review their comprehensive plans every 10 years. The county's last plan was updated in 2011. So we've hit that 10-year mark. And then we threw in a census, 2020 census, and we're still waiting for some of that information. And one of the things that's happened with comprehensive plans is we are moving towards what we call implementable plans. And it's really a change from the traditional or historic comprehensive plan and that it's going to be much more action-oriented. And while comprehensive plans often will have action items, they tend to be at the back of the document. And all the stuff that, you know, we have to have in a comprehensive plan that's dictated by the MPC is up front. And then you kind of get to the dessert at the end of the plan, right? What is it that we need to do? What is it that we have to fix or look at. With an implementable plan, we kind of turn that on its head. We've conducted a resident survey, it was statistically valid, and the idea is to identify the things that are most important to our residents and then gear the plan around policy that'll help to address those things, whether it's recreation, open space, transportation, housing, development, all of these things that affect us on our daily basis and then our new Bucks 2040 plan will be geared towards addressing those action items. And so looking out, comprehensive plans should be living, breathing documents. They don't, it's not something you want to write and have it sit on a shelf. In my opinion, a well-done comprehensive plan is dog-eared, has post-it notes in it, 
and you're constantly referring to it and using it to make sure that you're accomplishing the goals and objectives that you've set forth, in this case, for our county. And hopefully we lead by example. Mm-hmm. Right. And even, you know, Bucks 2040, but there's some deadlines coming up for that plan and that process. One in particular, the photo contest and the business survey. What's kind of the easiest way that people can get involved in helping to give feedback and just maybe give it some life with the picture contest? Bucks2040.com. And that'll give you all the information you need on the open business survey, how to submit photos to the photo contest. I can't urge that enough. I'm actually surprised at the lack of participation. We hope that we would get more photos. So we've left that open and adjusted the deadline. Everything you need to know about the plan is there. We did three public meetings across the county, one in the upper part of the county, middle, central part of the county, one in the lower part of the county. And all the materials that we used in that meeting, we created a virtual experience. So you can go into that virtual room. You can click on any of those boards. It'll take you to the board. You can read the board. And then there's also a way through that virtual room for people to submit comments. And we basically ask two questions. And folks can answer those questions, submit their comments, and get involved that way. And short of that, they can always email me directly or they can email the planning commission And we also have our Bucks 2040 email address. So folks can get to us in a number of different ways. So there's lots of ways for the public to get involved. Mm -hmm. And Evan, just to kind of wrap things up, I mean, the planning is so important. I love when people say, oh, I'm not a planner. It doesn't matter. But planning is always important. What, What do you just want residents of Bucks County to know about the Planning Commission or what you guys do and what you guys are there for? We're there for them. And as I often say, you know, we're kind of the answer people. Data is our life. And so generally, we're just a great resource for information and and how to get it. And that's why our maps and data portal really is so significant so that we can make information available to our residents. We get questions all the time, whether it's about recycling or household hazardous waste, or I drove down the road and I saw a chain link fence around this site. What's getting built there? That's why we have our proposed subdivision and land development map. Folks can look at that and figure out what's getting built. They can have a link to our review letters and the plan sets. So we're all about making information available and providing answers to the public and helping them plan. Great. Thank you so much, Evan, for coming on and talking about the Planning Commission. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. In January 2021, Bucks County introduced a model alternative energy ordinance. Which really was an attempt to help our municipalities to have language that they can incorporate into their zoning ordinances, if they chose, to help them move forward this notion of clean energy, sustainable energy, passive energy conservation things that municipalities can look at and do. We also included a section on incentive and bonuses. West Rock Hill Township in Upper Bucks has already started. A small field of solar panels is powering township buildings only. Our goal was to make 84 megawatts a year, which is our average usage for the township. We're 10 months and 10 days in, and yesterday we hit 84 megawatts. So we are ahead of schedule. (laughs) 
Jim Miller is an involved community member and former township supervisor who helped get the project into the ground and pointed towards the sun. Yeah, we're looking at a 40-year life on these panels. You know, it's going to be here a while. Uh, we're one year in. March is unpredictable. So when we taped this conversation, it was super windy. The panels sit there day after day, producing electricity. Apologies in advance. There's no moving parts. There's no sound. It just keeps producing and producing and producing. Luckily, we also got to sit across the street from the township building in the historical society. There's not a single house in the township that can see those panels from their back door or front door. So we can look out the window and see the solar panels. There's no residential homes within the area of the panels. So it isn't like people have to look at it all the time. And coming down the road, you can only really see it for about two or three seconds, so. That's Ridge Road, which also happens to be a fairly busy road. So another noise you may hear are cars, more so trucks whizzing by. Well, my name is Jim Miller. I've lived in West Rock Hill now for about 45 years. I previously worked in a large corporation. About 10 years ago, I started looking into solar. So I decided that I wanted to put it at my home. And that eventually led me to this project here. Seven years ago, I ran for office in West Rock Hill and uh, I was elected as a supervisor. And um, I was a supervisor for six years. And during that period, I served as chairman of the board of supervisors, chairman of the regional police department, chairman of the park and rec committee at one point, some other offices. And, and I just kept thinking about how we could get to a solar system in the township that would cover a lot of things. And uh, eventually we got there, and uh, that's where we are today. Can you explain the process of how this came to be? Okay. I'm going to go back to 2010 then, if I can, and just say that in 2010 is when I put the first system on my house. It was a, a roof-mounted system, which was 7 kilowatts. And over the years, I started tracking it. I, I track it monthly to see the production and payback and all that kind of stuff. So I felt like... I had a good knowledge from a residence perspective. And then I started looking at it from the township perspective. And I said, there's a lot of stuff we can apply there for the township. So we actually started looking at this about six years ago. And the costs were just way too high. There just wasn't incentives for the a municipality to go solar. It was just so, so expensive. And there was no any money to get back in. Recently, though, the efficiency has gotten better on the panels. The costs have been driven down. The panels last twice as long as they used to. And taking all that into account, I felt we really need to take another look at it. My goal really was to offset cost to the township, try and offset some of our carbon footprint, and also to educate the public. So first thing I did for the cost aspect was look at five years worth of electric bills and come up with an average use of electricity for a five-year period, both the kilowatt hours and for the cost. Having gotten that, I used that number, 84 megawatts of electric per year, as a basis. And then I started looking at where can we put it, right? So, I mean, right here behind the township building was a perfect spot. We're sitting on top of a hill, perfect spot looking south. It just seemed like the perfect location. 
Mm-hmm. And can you can you give some of those the cost numbers and how much you guys have saved and how much it's going to grow in the future? Because I think solar is one of those things that it accumulates over time. Yeah, that's true. It's available to us all the time. The panels themselves are connected to the main building. The building itself is probably the biggest need for electric in the township. So having it there, all the power that's generated in the building and then the maintenance building right across the street also is automatically just taken off. That is zero usage. There's other things like the park, which we've used virtual metering to tie in. So when we get the bills for the park at the end of the month, PPNL, our provider, actually deducts all the electric, you know, extra electric we have from that bill. So it comes in at zero also for usage. We generate a lot more than we need, so all additional electric goes back into the grid. In addition to that, PPNL pays us for all of our excess at the end of the year. We'll probably have several thousand dollars worth of electric that they'll give us a check for in May, because our year runs from May to May. In addition to that, they have SRECs, Solar Renewable Energy Credits. It's a state program which allows you to sell the rights to your electric to an electric company so that they can then say that it's that belongs to them and they are using renewable energy as part of their source. <laughs> That's fine with us because we get to use it. They take credit for it and we'll make probably three or $4,000 a year off of that alone for the next 40 years, let's say. So it was $169,000 initial cost. We will have the energy we save, the cost coming back in for the SRECs, and the cost coming back in for selling back to PPNL, all that comes in as part of the, the net for how much we actually pay out. Like I said, we paid 169000 for the system. We paid cash so that we would not have any interest payments or any administration required to keep up the payments and all that stuff. And additionally, we figure we'll make at least $370,000 off the overall investment over 40 years. West Rock Hill Township is the first in Pennsylvania, one of the first. first. It is the first, yeah. Great. So, I mean, what do you want other townships to know, other people to know about this system? And, I mean, you're the trailblazer, so what's the advice? The three things we wanted to do. We wanted to save money. We wanted to cut our carbon footprint and we wanted to make it an educational site. So we have done that. We've had over 60 children here, over three busloads of students from the high school, Penridge High School. We've had the students, the administration, and the management of the Upper Bucks Tech School here. They brought in uh, students in the building trade and also the electrical trade. And when we did that, we had the installers come out and they actually tore part of the equipment down to show them how it was designed and how it was built. And it was excellent, an excellent presentation. And we're willing to do that for any school districts. We've had a group of probably 75 people here from all over Bucks County, Montgomery County, Chester County, and Delaware County to actually see the system, learn about the system. I thought it was going to be a one-hour presentation, and it was three hours with all the questions and answers. So... We are trying to educate the public. We've had multiple articles in local newspapers. We've invited all the townships to come up and look at it. We've heard from probably seven or eight townships just in Bucks County. I should say municipalities because it's not just townships, it's boroughs also. It's, it's been phenomenal how many people have actually came out to look at it because we know that what we've done can, is scalable. We've also said that we will give anybody 
our bids to start the system. It shows a complete breakdown of everything we asked for and then how, it, how we got it back. And we worked very closely with, with the installer, who, by the way, is also from Bucks County. So uh, that was good, too, to keep the whole thing within Bucks County. Yeah. Right, right. It's it's not a competition. And like where we are right now is very close to Montgomery County. So to yes. be in this location is very convenient and welcoming for students and officials over there as well. We've taken this a step farther by putting in EV charging station in the park right here. And the EV charging station runs on solar. So we just feel like that's that's really an addition for the residents of the township to see the benefits of solar and renewable energy going into EVs as a second option there. Yeah. You see my Chevy Volt sitting right there. Great. Normally it's plugged in down in the park, but uh, it's already charged. (laughs) There you go. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jim, for coming on the podcast and talking to me about West Rock Hills solar panels. Okay. Well, thank you very much for having me. That's it for this episode of Bucks County Conversations. Be sure to check us out online at buckscounty.gov. And if you want to know more about West Rock Hill's solar panels, their website is westrockhilltownship.org slash community slash solar. And speaking of the household hazardous waste events, the first one kicks off this weekend, April 2nd. If you're listening and missed it, don't worry, we have four other ones this year. Also coming up, you heard about the ribbon cutting event for the Newtown Rail Trail. That's going to connect Bucks and Montgomery County, and it should be pretty cool. That's going to be April 27th, the same day as a career fair at the Bucks County Administration Building. There will be about eight different departments there, all looking to hire a great opportunity to network. You can stay up to date with us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search Bucks County Gov. That's Bucks County G-O-V-T. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Charlotte Reese. This is Bucks County Conversations.